Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. Friday, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. They stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters Friday. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. We're back to another episode of Zarid. Um, I am Avi the Avocado. <laughs> and I am Ananda Lewis. This is the read. Thank you for coming back. What you know about my nigga Avi, though? You know, a little this and a little bit of that, you know. I have a friend. Does Tab have merch? Tab time? Oh, you know what? I Tab don't know. Time specifically. I'm sure Tabitha Brown has her merch. Right, but. yeah. She has like her her Donna merch and stuff like that. But I don't a know friend if of mine, YouTube has made Tab Time merch. I don't think so. My homegirl Nina's uh, baby's first birthday was this past weekend. She's one of the Rapture Riders. Hey, Nina. Oh. And um, I wanted to go, but I had a cold. So it's like, I'm not going to go around with these babies and all right. that. Like, it's not, and I was pissed. But I know that she lives for tap time because <laughs> she's a living child. Right? Which one of them does it, right? Right. So I got her uh, a big plushy avocado. Oh, how cute. Yeah. Yeah, I love Avi. He's a real nigga. <laughs> but I say that to say, tap time doesn't have plushies and and toys they they gotta get on time they must at least be in factories they gotta be in the planning stages no i have no idea i mean as much as i love tap time i have never thought about like buying anything related to me because you're an adult right and the youngest well no you got a couple babies in your life huh yeah but the kid who played uh jack on blackish he's the voice of miles brown yeah okay i didn't know if you knew that I heard they just recast him, though. Oh, did they? That's what I heard. I don't know. Okay. Well, not shocked that me and a one-year-old have the same, like, favorite programming. (laughs) How courteous of you to skip out on birthday party. Too many people would have gone anyway, knowing they were sick, and would have got everybody else sick. Like, child, times are bad enough. Yep. People are extraordinarily selfish. They absolutely would have gone anyway. So... I don't even like kids. I don't like <laughs> <laughs> Not because of me. 
kids will handle that all by themselves. They're disgusting. They they will. They are breathing all over each other. No mask. Things are looking very crazy right now with the flu and RSV and COVID, of course. So, child, be careful out here. Wash RSV your hands. RSV for what? No, RSV, that, that respiratory virus, it's going fucking bananas in the schools across America right now. Like it's going crazy. Period. It's taking it's it's taking adults down too, but especially little children. My friend who is a doctor said that huh. she is sending a kid to the pediatric ICU almost every day. Behind this RSV that is thing, insane. it is it is like yeah, the rules are out. It is I actually can't dive too deep into the news because it gets super depressing, super fast. But yeah. Midterms today, child. Listen. Oh my God, no! The midterm results. I don't even want them. Literally coming in right now. I'm like, just tell me what's happening in New York. I cannot pay attention to Georgia, Florida, Ohio. Right, I can't do it. Y'all just tell me tomorrow, child. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Tell me tomorrow. I did the best I could, as I always do. Yeah. But here we go. Amen. All right, this week in Black Excellence, we're going to give honor to Savitri Wilson. She is a founder of a company called Resilia, and she just raised $35 million in Series B of venture funding. This is the largest raise ever for a solo Black woman-founded tech company. Now, Resilia was founded in 2017, says the company aims to productize and scale services such as employee training, board management, and donor reporting with technology. Savitri grew up in Baton Rouge with her mom and three siblings. Um, She was able to attend Louisiana State University on a full-ride scholarship. I I bet they call it LSU. You are smart. (laughs) You know? Nothing gets past you. Been around the block a couple of times. That's right. And <laughs> so she was a consultant for nonprofits for eight years before she found her own company. Um, it says Paul Judge, who is her first round investor and managing partner at Panoramic Ventures, said she's been a, on a decade-long journey of impacting the world of nonprofits. When you uncover a problem that exists that other people have overlooked and you've decided to make it part of your life, your life's work to be excellent at that. That's what we've seen with Resilia. So, Mama is a boss bay mm-hmm. who is um, out here doing the best that she can to help elevate and uh, move progress within the world of nonprofits with the use of technology. And when she steps out into the street, the girls give her what? Coins. <laughs> $35 million in Series B. Work. Uh, Ms. Wilson. Yes, congratulations. I don't really understand about 80, 90% of what you just said, but <laughs> yeah. that is a very big number and congratulations. And I hope you do great things with your business and that capital. Amen. Congrats. Amen. Before we move on, if you'll excuse me first thing when I have a quick conversation oh, with my daughter. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> is there a motherfucking problem? <laughs> I got to no, we talked about this shit. <laughs> we literally just had a discussion. And I now told I asked you. you, did you want to be in or out? You said you wanted to be in. We have we are what? 
about <laughs> 10 minutes into this process, and here you go. <laughs> you threw my goddamn furniture, my cushions off of my furniture back there because you want attention. You're acting a motherfucking fool. Now, if I have to get up out of this chair to put you out, that's your ass. And you know this. So I don't even know why we, what we're doing right now. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you ain't got nothing to say. Yeah. Get your ass up. Good luck. I, t- <laughs> I knew that Link was going to show her ass the moment. Matter of fact. <laughs> Get out. Yeah. She- <laughs> as soon as you start talking, she's going to start showing her ass. <laughs> She As do, I was saying, she do not like you being on the phone. I don't care. Like, girl, how the fuck do you think that you have all the shit that you have? You ragged bitch, ungrateful asshole. Oh, that's sweet, baby. She's so adorable. Hey, y'all, this podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding a work-life balance can be tough, okay? If anybody knows, I know. But Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. If you don't know, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. You can use Squarespace to create a website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to your time, all in one place. With the new guided design Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website that's optimized for every device and make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay, and in certain countries, you can give customers the chance to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. Y'all know I love Squarespace. I used it to put our website together. This is 3.com. I've also used it on my personal website, crystal.com. And that is because, first of all, it's very easy to use if you ever need to update it. It's simple to log in, make whatever updates you can make or whatever you need to do without knowing any code or anything like that. And it helps me to just stay organized, do everything I need to do. Because you got to have a web presence, okay? It's 2024. You got to have a web pre- web presence. So head on over to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash three to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Let them know if you're in Crystal sent you. All right, let's get back to the show. Hey, y'all. Listen, we all know that life is full of the yada, yada, yada. You know, sometimes you sign up for a contract one place and then in order to get out of it, you got to send a million letters and go up there in person. And it's just a bunch of blah, blah, blah. Like this could have been easier. Okay, we've all dealt with the yada, yada before when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in fine print or, you know, even bills that just seem to keep going up every month for no dang reason. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then they charge you for every little thing until... You might as well have just booked your ticket somewhere else. But it is possible to outsmart the yada yada, like triple checking airline deals and making sure everything you need is already included. So remember, you don't have to take the yada yada in life and you don't have to take it from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises and not a yada yada. So stop by one of the over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide to sign up today. Um, this week in Hot Tops, a kiss from my rose. (laughs) Baby! There used to be a golden tower along on the... On the grave? 
I don't know the words. Came the light on the dark side of me. Work. Love remains a drug that's high and I kill. But did you know? Oh, yeah. And when it snows, <laughs> my eyes become white. Okay, what were we doing? Hot tops. I'm I'm texting Amber. I'm telling her you're doing background vocals on her next song. Yeah. <laughs> she, she needs to get ready. So Amber Rose's baby father, the second one, I think, um uh, is dating Cher. Amber Rose has two children? <laughs> yeah, I think she has two boys. Amber Rose, baby dad. Yeah, Bash. And then the second one's name is... um, He has like a rock star name too. I don't remember. Alexander Edwards. Yeah, that's the, the nigga. That's the, the father. Oh, you meant the child's name. Yeah, the child. Okay. Yeah, no, I don't know that. <laughs> Anyways, this is like... They dated for a while. um, And that's her second baby father. Slash. Early now. It is Slash? It is Slash. I was going to say that, but then I was like, no. No, you were right about the I'm rock star thing. I'm probably thinking about Bash. <laughs> because, you know, they call it Bash. Yeah. So I was like, I'm probably thinking. Oh, of, that's yeah. cute. Okay, well, cool. Slash and Bash. Oh, that's bash adorable. Bash and Slash. Okay. Slash and Bash. I like that. Oh, that's so cool. That sounds like a video game for like the Nintendo 64. When did she have this? I thing? like it. Not too long ago. Oh, 2020. <laughs> She had him in October 2020, so no wonder I don't remember. Yeah. Baby, that whole year. Yeah, not yeah, he's uh fresh. I was drunk that whole year. <laughs> Who was it? Everybody was <laughs> Um, and if you weren't, you were doing 2020 wrong. Um, so listen, he's dating Cher. He's like, okay, so he works at Def Jam. Okay. Um, apparently the two he and Cher met at Fashion Week or something, but they have been traipsing around the streets, you know, arm in arm, being photographed by the Razzi, and the girls are like, "Huh?" Because I think um, Alex Edwards mm-hmm. or AE, as they call him, which is we're not discussing, um, home of the hit series Sixty Days In. Mm, we are not. Um, but. Cher came to the tweets to say some stuff about it, I guess. Oh, girl. Like, she posted the heart emojis and posted a picture of him. Oh, him and Amber got, like, the same haircut. Yep. That's nice. <laughs> oh, maybe not. I don't know. Whatever. Maybe. I hope they're in good, a good place. This is still weird. Um... So, like, she's, I guess, feeling it, right? So, she's been, like, <laughs> responding to people um, who are, I guess, you know, worried about whether or not she's being taken advantage of. And by people, I mean diehard share fans. Most of them okay. are, you know, 15 years older than us um, and have some form of a pet in their profile photo with them. Oh, wow. 
I'm... Anyway, she said to people concerned, as we all know, I wasn't born yesterday. And what I know for sure, there are no... I mean, if you can't shade yourself, then who can you shade? <laughs> I know for sure there are no guarantees. Anytime you make a choice, you take a chance. I've always taken chances. It's who I am. Imagine me coming to any soapbox to explain to y'all yeah. in... in um slam poetry form that I'm dating a nigga that's right. like what 30 years younger than me 40 years younger than me 40 years younger 40 years younger than me 40 40 years younger than me, years younger than me. <laughs> and I mean I I'm truly at a loss for words. I had to Google this while you were talking about it because I just could not believe that you were saying the things you were saying. But you're right. It's so many pictures of them out at different like shows and restaurants. Like they, he kissing her hand in the backseat of this car. Like, I guess, hey. I guess, I mean, 36, I'm not going to say nothing about a 36 year old man and who he chooses to date as long as that person is an adult. But I just really, I don't get it, but as long as y'all are happy, child, I guess. It's giving me shares getting fucked. And oh, absolutely. Just trying to live her life. <laughs> and I think she should be permitted to do so. Um, I mean, I would just make sure that she always washes her phone, <laughs> uh, her pocketbook. <laughs> <laughs> now he asking her for ice cream money <laughs> cause girl <laughs> but you know sugar baby's coming off one. when he was born oh, he is the job when he was born <laughs> she was older than he is right now <laughs> okay. I'm just like that is <laughs> I don't know like when I'm 76, I might fuck a 36-year-old. I might. But I can't see me claiming no 36-year-old as, like, my man. Hello. Furthermore, getting onto God's internet, arguing with any one of you motherfucking right. toe-cracking bitches about <laughs> any motherfucking thing. That's where you lose me, Please. Girl. I don't get that part. Because but... as soon as she was like, oh, well, I wasn't born yesterday, I was like, she's getting fucked like let this lady have yeah, sex we get it and and, and like run around with whatever yes. light skinned um, gold teeth diamond tooth having nigga if she wants to like that's fine yeah but me trying to bust my gums <laughs> back and forth on the internet Absolutely with you about not. it the fuck about somebody that's good and grown no and it's not weird like Larsa Pippen and how she knew that boy when he was a child it's not like nothing weird like that it's just and I'm sure I am 100% certain <laughs> That 36-year-old dick is better than 76-year-old dick. It's gotta be. I mean, I feel like there isn't a question. <laughs> like, <there's, laughs> it's got to be. So, yeah, get get the get I mean, some lube and let's get it cracking. I just can't imagine, like, claiming this nigga, posting this zoomed-up <laughs> picture of him and going back and forth with people about what Although, I'm no shame. It's probably a couple of 75, 76-year-old niggas out here that have a regular gym membership, you know, drink mm. water, green tea, 
and you don't let them go to like a 7-Eleven or a liquor store and get one of them fat oh, no. ass pills no. with like an elk or a, or a gazelle on the front of no, it. No, no, no. Or sometimes no. it's like a... <laughs> no, no, it's no. It's always like some wild animal on a on a package with no. one, one pill. No. Large pill. Like I'm sure that Absolutely not. You know, a gas station pill and a little determination and a 76-year-old nigga might, you know, prove, prove our theory wrong. No, nobody who takes their health seriously is taking them pills. <laughs> Going to get you some Viagra. <laughs> Viagra, I think the, the patent expired on it, so now they have a a generic version of Viagra now. So, like, just call the doctor if you need to get your dick up. Please don't take them pills. Please, my God. Um... All right, let's move on from whatever's happening in the sheriff's post. What else do I have here? Oh, well, speaking of what's going on in people's posts, the canon's got another one coming. I guess it's been confirmed. Um, I think we talked about the okay, rumor because the mom, mm-hmm. Alyssa. <clears throat> yes. I almost said Edwards. <laughs> I almost said Edwards. <laughs> no. Like, now, if Nick Cannon was having a baby with Alyssa Edwards, I would be a thousand percent more interested. I think so would, like, every scientific <laughs> journal. <laughs> that would be incredible. <laughs> um, No, Alyssa Scott is uh, having another baby with Nick Cannon. She posted photos from her maternity shoot recently on Instagram. And guess who was there? Everybody's dead. Because let me tell you what Nick Cannon's never going to miss. His maternity photos. Okay. <laughs> like, Maybe one everything thing about else, it, but not them pictures. He may not be on time for a lot of goddamn mm-hmm. things. Yeah. But one thing he's definitely showing up for <laughs> is the lighting, <laughs> the styling, and the photography. Yeah. For his baby mothers. And that's that's lovely. This is a miracle and a blessing. This was captioned. So this would be uh, Nick Cannon's 12th child, including uh, the son uh, that he and Alyssa had passed away mm-hmm. last year. Um, so. Yikes. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Nick Cannon's canoning. <laughs> I mean... We suspected this. We suspected this when the news first came out. So, uh, I just I don't even know what else to say about this nigga. I saw somebody had written like a family tree of like Nick and all his baby mamas, just so people can start to like try to keep track of how many children could they find that was long (laughs) enough for that? Yes, papyrus. (laughs) Come on, somebody had to unfurl the scroll. (laughs) Right. And just put it in the historical record because this nigga, I mean, and this is the problem with cis men. They can have children forever. Like Nick Cannon could just keep going. Keep going. Like he has so much time. to. He could have five babies a year for the rest of his life and nobody could stop him. No one could stop him. That's disgusting. It is kind of I'm I'm actually, my, my concern is with the children. Because there's just no way you're a present, active, good father to that many kids in that many different homes. Like, I just don't think it's possible. I just don't. I don't. Not present and active. It does have, like, a Santa Claus kind of (laughs) idea to it. 
You got to set up a but, Zoom to see all your kids. It's 30 niggas in the waiting room. Uh-uh. Nah. I honestly think that, again, like, a lot of... Mm, a lot of men, specifically, um, and especially rich and powerful ones, kind of think, well, I can afford them, so... <laughs> Like, they're great. You know what I mean? I talk to them on the phone every now and then. I come to some birthday parties. And, like, they are financially well taken care of. I'm great. It isn't until, like, they're old enough, like, to understand and voice their experiences that you can sort of fill in the gaps of whether or not you are like you are or were a present uh parent <sighs> in whatever way. So he, they, all, everyone will see in in time. But it doesn't sound like he's letting up. Nope. And he can't sound like he's and he up. cannot be stopped. So I refuse to give this like real energy because it's not gonna stop nothing. <laughs> Nick Cannon can put his dick in as many women and ejaculate as many times as he wants to. And no one can stop that from happening. So, all right. Congratulations, Mazel. Speaking of babies, um, won't you come down um, and get yourself a, a baby, baby on baby concert ticket? I shan't. <laughs> Free with any box of smacks. <laughs> um... Tricks uh, or many Ooh. other Kellogg's products. So, not a the box baby top giveaway. Is giving a scholastic book reading. Stop this, Lord. Stop this. So, um, the baby's on tour for his new or latest album. Um, he had a stop. In Birmingham, Alabama, or has a stop in Birmingham. Um, whatever. But uh, he definitely got that ass roasted over the weekend or whenever this news came out that uh, they're selling tickets for this show, buy one, get one free, which I'm sure happens and has happened um, <laughs> with concerts before. I don't think I've ever heard it. You know, in all my years, not it had to be like like a Christian concert or something. It had <laughs> it had to be like a, a revival of or something where you can buy one and get one free, and that's because the Holy Ghost paid it all. <laughs> <laughs> you just don't nobody do this. <laughs> don't nobody do, bitch. I just got lightheaded. <laughs> Don't nobody do BOGO. No, yes. <laughs> BOGO, yeah. nigga, you can't be... I mean, I'd love to see it. I feel like this nigga deserves this downfall and more, but wow. Like, I'm not upset about it. It's not in my face. That feelings. is... Remember when he tried to rent the... When he tried to book the fucking Superdome in, in New Orleans? <laughs> oh, the Smoothie King Center. <laughs> so tired of these guys. And they were like, this is where Beyonce plays. Do you think? (laughs) They canceled that show. Very quickly. (laughs) They were all just like, they're like, you're not not bringing enough people in here (laughs) for us to run concessions. (laughs) You thought, yeah. This won't pay for security. Like, if you can't fill enough seats for them to justify hiring people for the event, 
and make some money, they're not going to let you have that event. Like, we're not going to open the Nathans for this. Baby, this this nigga doing BOGO at the club. Oh, I'd love to see it. Mm, Let me get out the way. You really want me (laughs) to call Tracy and tell her to get up out of her bed (laughs) and come (laughs) bust open the Wetzel's pretzels for this paltry ass unforgivable bullshit? (laughs) Get out of my face. Mm -mm, It's not happening. God bless that. Yeah, I just feel like, you know, because I've heard, you know, oh, he lost $100 million behind the Rolling Loud shit. Oh, you know, they're trying to go with this conspiracy. He's being blackballed. Ray, 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 Ray. Girlies, before you drink the nigga (laughs) Kool-Aid, I want you to ask yourself a, a very quick question. What was the rollout of this album besides releasing a song where you said you fucked Megan Thee Stallion? Mm. And I would love for anyone to tell me the hook to that song, <laughs> their favorite line of that song. Hell, tell me the line where he mentions it. <laughs> what do you know about the song besides this is a song where he he says that he fucked Megan Thee Stallion and he dresses up like an orc from Lord of the Rings in the video or whatever in the cover? Like, what was the rollout for this album? Right. Don't get people thinking, I mean, his, his absolutely abhorrent behavior at that concert likely has a lot to do with this as well. Um, And probably money put behind promotion for this or whatever if I had to do some guessing. But sweetheart, who knew that you had an album out besides when you just came out of absolutely nowhere dressed like a Halloween monster and said, oh, by the way, I fucked Meg. Mm -hmm. Like, I'd venture to guess that that might have something to do with the fact that nobody about to come see you because who the fuck knew you were doing anything, sis? And Megan was right. Niggas love to just throw her name in shit because they know it gets the for funsies. Going. Like exactly, she was right then and she's right now. But you know, if you really feel a way about it, you can select the option without the bogo ticket. Like you can pay the regular forty five dollars or whatever for one ticket. Right, right. Why you would do it is beyond me. Why you would go to a the baby show at all in twenty twenty two is beyond my understanding. But if you really feel a way about it, you can pay full price and and get your one ticket and then feel like yeah. you really showed us and you're going to support him anyway. And y'all can't cancel everybody like you can do yeah. that. If you really feel so moved, you go right ahead. The rest of us are going to cackle the fuck down at this, though. I've never Have a good time. the smallest artist at the tiniest standing room only hole in the wall rat covered New York City venues that I have been to have still been like it's 20 fucking dollars per head and everybody is paying to get in this bitch. I ain't never seen no buy one get one at a concert. Ever. Not ever. I haven't either but it's like I said I'm sad. sure it's happened. Sad. Um, What else we got? Summer Walker is single again. Um, she let us know in the most Summer Walker way ever by starting by saying, God damn, I don't understand why y'all want to be in my business or something like that. Um, okay. You know what? I don't care. This is the nigga whose name she got put on her face, right? Yeah. Yeah. His name Larry. <laughs> it's not that, it's not that that's funny it's not even Shane it's it is the funny. fact that why did I say his name Larry like that 
Like he work at like a car repair place. I mean, because like his name is, and that is Larry is a mechanic name. Mechanic it is, name. and nothing wrong with it. The mechanic is a good job, okay? Especially with wasn't that hillbilly comedian cable guy named Larry? Larry. Oh cable yes, guy? he was. I'm trying to think of another famous Larry, but I don't. It's not King. Oh, look at you! Okay, name another one in since you know everything. Got your degree, Davidson. Wow, I don't know who that is at all. I might have made that one. What? <laughs> All right. So, but I did I did see this David. post from I thought ain't that what you just Oh, Larry David, curb your enthusiasm. Yes, I don't know okay. why I said Larry Davidson. Thinking about Pete. Thinking about Peter. Yeah, no, that's not what it was. Shapitson. Mm. Well, I saw this, you know, the breakup announcement, and I wasn't surprised. She that whole situation felt like it moved way too quickly. And the, yeah, it did seem really The strange. tattoos and everything, it just seemed like she was real hurt behind that London on the track nigga and <clears throat> kind of went for whoever was... She said something about him being a great dad, but it was just some shit she won't tolerate. And I'm like... Look, girl. I mean... If you're good, like... I'm good. Yeah. You and, and Bubbles and whoever is cooking in there now, like, best of luck mm. to the three of y'all, but I'm not shocked by this. Yeah, I'm not either. It was really soon, and, like, that's why the whole... I, that's why I wasn't even surprised that she had an answer for the tattoo shit immediately, because it was mm-hmm. like, I'm sure people are going First over question. Her about this fucking First tattoo. question. First question. She said that she's not changing or moving because she still has, quote, hella love for him. So... All right. It sounds like she's fine. So, okay. Yeah, we'll see if this makes it on the next album or whatever you put out, but... Probably. In the most Atlanta summer walker way. And will I be there to listen to it and cuss niggers out in my head? Yep. Yep, I will. I hope she takes some time to herself to really figure out her own shit and focus on her babies and... Yes! Not be so worried about niggas. Like, you got two small children at this point. And it's at some Pretty, at, talented. Yeah, at some point I just want the girls to like not be so worried about niggas and what niggas are doing and just focus on yourself, your kids if you have them and you know, see where life takes you from there. If it takes you away yeah. from tattooing niggas' names on your face six weeks after you met them or whatever. God bless that though. Um whoosh, Kyrie Irving. Oh my god. <laughs> girl they said uh, what did they tell Cinderella to do sweep the floors clean <laughs> the clean the cupboards yes <laughs> darn the <laughs> clean the gutters <laughs> that's right girl they want her up over the river and through the woods to grandmother's oh, house wow. oh well <laughs> so if you didn't know Kyrie Irving I guess on the heels of Kanye. I don't even really know what prompted this specifically. But he was on uh, social media posting a film or link to a film mm-hmm. that's super anti-Semitic and kind of revolves around a lot of the same um, tropes and theories and hateful stuff. Lies. Um, again, like... <laughs> I don't even think that he said anything. Like, I think he was just like, here's some racism. But 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he just posted the link, but he didn't make it no better. Well, I mean, you're the sports analyst. I'll let you tell a story. This <laughs> ain't got nothing to do with sports. Uh, does it not? <laughs> I mean, he's a basketball. Well, because he's okay. a, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, it doesn't have anything to do with the game. <laughs> but he did get the sucked. Oh, you go ahead. You're so angry, and it's actually like... I'm not. I'm the opposite of angry. I'm extremely tickled because I'd be saying that you'd be bullshitting... <laughs> And you be insisting that you know what you're talking about. And you I'm never, gonna, okay. ever do. How does this, how is what I said wrong? Because he's in trouble because he's a basketball player. Like, it is all about sports. It is all about the Brooklyn Nets and the fact that they tried to work this out with him multiple times. And he was ignoring text messages from the owner of the team. And he had multiple opportunities to be like, I'm not anti-Semitic. I denounce anti-Semitism and never would flat out say that. Like, it's, all of the drama is because of his position as an NBA player. But you you go right ahead. Could you me. not say that if he was, like, a famous musician? Sure you could, but you're the sports analyst. Could you not say that? You're everybody if he was a famous Who is a sports commentator. Everybody Could you not say that if he was a famous <laughs> film Everybody on ESPN, director. TNT, ABC. The point that I'm making <laughs> is that this is separate of the gameplay. Oh, and the gameplay is what you know. Oh, yeah, that's... <laughs> Your anger is delicious. It truly is. Let's talk about I'm how the Nets have it. been performing since he's been out of the game then. Sweetie, this isn't about that. Oh, yeah. You're right. It isn't. You're, you're... You know what? You tell the story. <laughs> no. You know everything about it. I just so did. what is what are I his what are his did. requirements? <laughs> tell me what Kyrie Irving's requirements are from the Nets for him. <sighs> no, don't type anything. I'm don't not, type anything. I am gonna what I'm first of all, I tell don't, me I what don't his requirements are. I don't get a list of the hot topics for the week. I have no idea what you're going to be talking about Sweetheart, when we get on I this show. This at... Oh, you did? No. Are you going to tell us what the requirements are <laughs> no, for him I know to... it's like a list of six things. I can look it up really quickly if you want me to. I know he's supposed to like genuinely apologize and he's supposed to donate money to some equal rights organization. How much money? I don't know. I know he tried to donate half a million to the American Defamation League or something and they were like, we're giving it back. You know who would know the sports person? Uh, topic section. Okay. All right. You know what? You go right ahead. I'm so sorry, Thanks. Mr. ESPN. You go right ahead. So Kyrie Irving's requirements <laughs> to be reinstated to the Brooklyn Nets where he plays basketball professionally. Wowzers. Um, is to apologize and to condemn the film that he uh, 
was promoting. He must make a $500,000 donation to anti-hate causes. He must complete sensitivity training, anti-Semitism training. Nice. Mm. Two different ones. (laughs) Specific. Like a one-on-one and then, you know, branches. Meet with the ADL and Jewish leaders. Like I said. Meet with the Nets owner, Josiah, to demonstrate an understanding of the situation. He threw a fit. It's very upset. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well. And, um, yeah, we'll see how that mo- goes moving forward. I know that Kyrie did um, do the obligatory backpedaling or whatever, I think. Um, oh, oh, wow. A little bit later after this incident. But um, quite stacked this list of things here. Also says uh, he is not permitted to kneel for any pro-black causes, <gasps> as usual. Wow! Oh, I was about to say I didn't hear that part. I should have known you was. I mean, I think that's to be expected. <laughs> it's pro sports in America. Um. So yeah, you know. Woo, boy. Okay, I got my breath back. Um. What a <clears throat> what a tragic turn of events and completely avoidable for Kyrie Irving. It simply didn't have to be this way, but honestly, he'd been on some nut shit for a while. So Yeah, doesn't he get, you know, caught up in things like this a bit? Didn't he He does, yeah. Have a whole bunch of people get either arrested or their asses whooped or stomped <laughs> over or some shit because he um, couldn't play over the vaccine or some shit. This I was gonna say he every season he finds a reason to not play basketball and maybe he just doesn't want to. I just yeah I don't I have a very strong suspicion that he is not gonna fulfill all the six things on this list. Yeah, I'm feeling like I have a feeling he just wants to get whatever he can out of it, and then I don't I actually don't even see him going to another team but that's just my you know sports fan view of things i would have to defer to a professional like yourself as far as where you, whether you think he could fit in with the culture of a different team but personally i don't see that happening yeah me neither gotta say because this is just i don't know who told y'all niggas that like black people are the real jews or whatever like i don't know i don't i really don't know how that got started and then Nick Cannon jumped into it defending this nigga and bringing up a documentary produced by fucking Judge Joe Brown. And I'm just like, oh, my God. <laughs> I was my just God. like, niggas really don't care about a credible source at all. They will run with anything. And so I'm not I'm like, I'm not even getting into it because I feel like everything Kyrie does is is fairly ridiculous like i just can never really be on this nigga side about anything so if he ends up having to leave the nets and leave the league i really don't care and if that means kevin durant once again does not get a ring with the brooklyn nets then i will be even more happy about it so for me this is a win-win situation i know i have not fucked with him and he knows what he did he knows what he did to me personally would you like to remind people? As a fan of the Oklahoma City Thunder, I don't have to. Everybody who really knows sports and really knows the NBA knows exactly what he did to Oklahoma City. And we won't ever sure forget knows. it. And we won't forget it. Champ. 
Don't you think we deserve that as Thunder fans? Yeah. We deserve to hold on to that. What he did to us, to the yeah. to the team that he helped us lose to. Like, oh my Ouch. God. All right. All right. I'm just. Respectable, truly. And we rallied around Kevin Durant. All right. We were excited to have a team, to have a franchise player. We adored that nigga. Don't let it happen. We let him open businesses in Oklahoma City. He was adored in that fucking city. Whoosh. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. But I just, I said that to say he got his rings. And so if he doesn't get any more, I won't cry about that. Oh, well. And Kyrie is clearly not dependable enough either way you fucking slice it. So, oh, well, nigga. Like, you literally reap what you sow. This was some dumb shit. And you can't just say, oh, my bad. That was stupid of me. I didn't watch it. I didn't really know what was in it. Or I fell for some misinformation. Like, none of that is possible for you to say. You're looking at millions and millions of dollars and just like, oh, well, I don't give a shit. And that's your prerogative. But, like, if you don't give a fuck, I'm for damn sure not going to rally behind you. Maybe if you, like, pay more than 500000 then you can, like, take... Then maybe you can, they can take one of these off. <laughs> like, maybe if you pay seven fifty, then you ain't got to meet with Yeah, the for every quarter million, it's like... <laughs> yeah. Or you could just... Then, you, if you pay, like, a million, and it's like, okay, well, you could take the anti-Semitism training and we'll just cut the sentence. I doubt it. By 20 minutes. I really doubt it. But the fact... Is that like negotiate? We got to this point because he was ignoring text messages from the owner of the team. I cannot think of a job where your boss can hit you up seven or eight times and be like, "Nigga, we need to talk," and you just be like, "Oh well," like I'm going on about my fucking day. What if he just never speaks to them again? He I- just doesn't <laughs> and just like then that's fine. Never talks about lawyers him. will work out. The compensation package, if there's anything owed in either direction, the attorneys will figure that out and then he'll just be gone. Like, and again, what can you say when a nigga is standing 10 toes down behind some shit? To this day, I don't think he even actually watched that fucking movie. And it's $12 to rent on Amazon. I know because my friend texted me like, I wanted to watch it, but bitch, I'm not paying $12 to rent no fucking movie on Amazon. I'm like, girl, just Google it. It is full of malarkey any Brand damn way. Blockbusters are like five bucks. I don't have time for that. Blockbuster? Oh, I was about to say, speaking of Blockbuster, do you know Netflix has a new show out about Blockbuster? Don't get me started. I said, this is some cold-blooded shit right here. How you gonna it's put somebody out of business and then make a the fucking show about it? It's undoubtedly going to get canceled, which means they tried it <laughs> twice. Like, because like, how long can you go? How long can you? I think it's like the story of the last remaining blockbuster store. I think there is one blockbuster mm-hmm. store that's like still alive per, for posterity, just so hipsters can go take a picture in front of it for their feed. But I don't. I saw that on my Netflix and said now. Netflix, you bitches. <laughs> that that's some cold blooded shit. But yeah, anyway, fuck Kyrie. Speaking of cold blooded, Rihanna is still playing with us in a piece of information that I think we should have 
scene coming when she was speaking on the carpet for her upcoming <laughs> Savage Fenty show, which I think premieres today. Um, and when asked about her upcoming Super Bowl performance and if new music was coming with it, she said that nobody, nobody promised that early. Really? No, she said, in fact, uh, speaking directly to fans, that uh, uh, they're unrelated. She does have new music coming. Mm. Uh, she said a special project specifically, um, but she said Super Bowl is Super Bowl, new music is new music, something like that. So, okay. As I said, or as I was uh, thinking, I'm not even going to get my hopes up. I want to. It feels like the time. Mm-hmm. And maybe it still will be. She never said no. Well. Right? In fact, what she said was she knew the second that she announced it that people were going to think that the album was coming. And she said, I need to get to work. So, who well, knows? I mean, I wasn't expecting an album. And I honestly wasn't even expecting new music for the Super Bowl performance. But I was and still am expecting her to release something right after the Super Bowl. Because that is just prime. That's when everybody's streaming numbers go up after you've been on the Super Bowl stage. So it's kind of like a missed opportunity if you don't release something around that time. But again, it's, sure someone it that. is Rihanna. Right. But it is also Rihanna. And so whatever you put out, whenever you put it out, people are going to rush to stream it anyway. So She's also a brand new mom. See, that's the clip so. I saw her talking about her baby and how he's so adorable and, you know, he's a new person and she's getting to know him and he's getting to know her. And when he looks at her, she melts and all this, like the new mom stuff. That's what I saw, which, you know, I fully expected from her. Yeah, that was really cute. I, I was like, all right, here we go, girl. Play yeah, games, as usual. that's right. I had some other questions for her, but they can wait until <laughs> the read. Okay. Yeah. Um. Should Drake wait for the read too? She was just. I mean, I I had questions for a few different niggas this week, and he was on that list. All right, so let's just do that. So we can do that as well. That ain't no problem. All right, so that wraps up the hot tops for this week. We're going to take a break, and we'll come back with the letters. When you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. It's like if you're hiring for your business, you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. So what's the best way to do that? We've told you. It's your girl, ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates fast, honey. And right now you can try it for free, girl, at ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. And I've actually used ZipRecruiter for my, for like my mm-hmm. own personal things on the back end. And it really does work pretty quickly. And I also appreciate that it's easy to use because, uh, you know, this aging brain of mine in technology works part in ways, which makes me sad, but that's a different conversation. Amp up your hiring performance with Zip Recruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. 
ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Now let's get back to show. So listen, guys, the next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. I've been running my mouth about it for a while now. Black representation in media is incredibly important, and I feel like it's in kind of a precarious situation at the moment. So amplifying and enjoying as many of these stories as possible is pretty important. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are distinct. Distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. You can get things from Bobby Schmurder to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations. There's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives have always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center on Black voices. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us, without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get podcasts. We're back at the read, and it is now time to read your listener letters. After we do Kid Fury Sports Quick news, girlies. Congratulations to the city of Houston. The Astros are the World Series champions for 2020. They defeated the Philadelphia Phillies. Phillies? Work. That's pretty on the nose. (laughs) Phillies? And are are Phillies horses? Listen, you would know better than... You... What's a Philly? I mean, I'm pretty sure that Philly in this context does not refer to a horse. I'm pretty sure it's just... The nickname. Niggas from Philly? Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure. But no, that's not fun. I would defer to you, the sports expert, <laughs> as to what... What a Philly is? I mean, but they are the Philadelphia Phillies, yes. I just have a feeling that they just... So say, I should know if... Okay, first of all, I'm spelling it wrong. That's why. So this is definitely... Work. Were you spelling Philly F-I-L-L-Y? <gasps> <laughs> no, I mean, I'm reading it, so I know that it's not spelled like that. <laughs> but I'm... Okay. I see what today is. You know what? I don't even want to do sports shorts. Okay, great. I was going to talk about the Falcons, too. Um. Okay. All right, let's that's, do... That's a gift to letters. Atlanta. That is a gift to Atlanta that I've got nothing to do with me. <laughs> Woo! All right, so... <clears throat> diving into your questions if you have a question that you would like to hear on the show send it to asktheread at gmail.com we may read it aloud our first letter is a very quick question from paradot who said i saw this asked on twitter and i wanted to know what each of you would pick if you could only listen to one side of renaissance forever which would it be side a which is I'm that girl through plastic off the sofa. 
No. Or side B, Virgo's groove through summer renaissance. Thanks. Love the show, Peridot. No. (laughs) What you mean, no? There aren't sides to this album. You just made that up and you want me to play your game. That's right. That's exactly what it is. They made it up and they want us to answer the question. (laughs) I refuse. For me, as much as I love a lot of the songs on the back half of the album, Virgo's Groove, America Has a Problem, Summer Renaissance even, um, Move Out, Dewey, still in rotation. Wow. Uh... That that first half of Renaissance is, I mean, literally chef's kiss. The only reason I would even think about not choosing that one is because you included Plastic Off the Van. And y'all know I don't fuck with that song. But if Plastic Off the Van was on side B of this scenario, it would be like hands down, like no questions asked, don't even, like don't even come to me about it. I just... Yeah, I feel like this album, the the first six or seven tracks on this, they're just perfect. So it would be side A for me. Do you just refuse to answer? I... This is dumb. I don't want to do this. This album just came out and I'm still enjoying it as a whole. It's a full pro. I don't know. Like, Okay, you don't have to answer. Uh... Uh, the beginning half. No, it's fine. If you feel that strongly about it, we can just <clears throat> move right along to our next question. Comes from Chili, who says, Hey, Kiff, you're in Crystal. I've been fucking this black doctor from a very prestigious university for you are such great writers. A month. <clears throat> we met at a bar, slept together the first night, and have been cool ever since. He's married and in an open relationship, and I have zero desire to make this man my man. I just like fucking him and playing pool. The problem is the last two times we hung out in public, this nigga looked a mess. First time, his pants were falling off his ass, and when I offered him my belt, he said, how do you know I didn't want them to sag like this? A doctor? I was like, because you're a doctor, nobody but high school administrators even call it sagging. And every time you try to shoot pool, you pull them up because they are literally well below your ass. He also tried to kiss me and his breath was thanking. The next day I saw him at the same bar while I was with some friends. I had just got done bragging about how I was fucking a fine ass black doctor with a big dick. But when we saw him, he was wearing a shirt that was so big. He looked like a child wearing his father's clothes. If he had recently lost a lot of weight, I could could excuse all this, but I know he can afford new clothes because I've been to his luxury apartment building and I've been in his very expensive car. This might sound more like a read than a question, but I just want to know, should I tell him that if he doesn't fix his appearance, I don't want to be seen in public with him? The dick is super bomb, so I'm conflicted. Please help because... I'm looking like class and he's looking like trash and I can't get with a deadbeat ass. <laughs> Thanks, Chili. You just showed your age so bad. Oh, wait. <laughs> like so bad. So, I mean, I don't know. Looking like class and he's look. I cannot believe you just called it. I mean, and like, I, I would have never, somebody literally wrote that out and meant it. And and you can get with a deadbeat because you are. I mean, and he's not, 
this isn't a deadbeat. Like, they, I don't think they were talking about clothing in that song, but it's fine. I, I, at this point, I'm convinced some of y'all want problems in your lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Because I don't... This nigga is a doctor. Has whoop-de-woo and whoop-de-way and great dick and all this other stuff. His breath stings. He doesn't clothe himself in, mm-hmm. like, a mature or a hygienic way. It's not clicking for me, and it's damn sure not clicking for you. <laughs> so I'm just not sure why we're having this discussion. Like, there are... Is it because he's a doctor? Because, girl, what does he have to show for it besides driving you around in something nice and fucking you in a nice house? You could do that in uh, plenty of places with niggas that are doctors or not doctors, whatever the fuck. Like, I don't... If you are literally embarrassed to be seen in public with him, don't want to kiss the nigga because his breath smells bad don't like the way that he presents himself like what mm. why is this like i i feel like i talked a bit about like um raising the bar and demanding more um not making excuses for niggas I mean, it doesn't really feel like you're making excuses for niggas but it's like if you're saying you can't do it as you did when you quoted Rosanda, mm-hmm. um, don't. Yeah, I think where I'm getting caught up on this is like, you said you're not trying to make this man yo man. Like, you said that from the very beginning and that the issue is that you don't want to be seen in public with him. But why do you need to be seen in public with somebody if you're not trying to be with them in the first place? Like, you said you just enjoy the dick and you like playing pool with him, but y'all don't have to play pool. You can just enjoy the dick. So I think like as even though you put the time into like telling him about himself and his clothing and his thanking breath or whatever, if the breath stinking don't turn you off from the dick, then I don't see why anything else would. So I think... Yeah, I don't I don't really think he needs to fix his appearance, especially for you, because you're not trying to get nothing from him other than his penis. So I would just leave it at that and not worry about confronting him about his looks or the way he dresses, because you don't really care. I think you need to be honest with yourself about that. Like what you really care about is the sexual experience. You don't really care about his pants sagging and whatever else like that's not actually your priority no what you care about is the fact that you're dating a doctor that has x y and z because if you really just cared about fucking him this wouldn't even be a discussion you want to fuck a doctor as you can go and show off and be like Mm. a fucking doctor nigga and like look he's clearly a doctor because look at the way he dresses look at his watch Look at his clean, you know, pearly white teeth or whatever. The Like, you want to be able to feel like and mm. express the fact that you're dating a doctor, which is a problem that is all yours. I mean, his problem is that he, you know, is dressed like an 18-year-old rapper. And 
you know, mm-hmm. maybe has a dental issue um, that is confusing to me since he's a he works in healthcare. Doctor, but, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't buy it that you're just like, oh, I don't want this thing. I'm just looking for some deep. Because if that was the case, then go over to his nice house after he picks up in his nice car, fuck him, and go home. Like, I don't understand. I don't. Yeah. I don't believe you. You're right. I I didn't make that connection, but this part, Chili did say that he, they, I don't know, um, had just bragged to their friends about fucking this fine-ass doctor. And you said, you know, I, yeah. he's from this very prestigious university and all this. So I think there's something about his status that also appeals to you. And maybe you need to be honest with yourself about that. Because if it was literally just about the dick, I don't think you would have, I don't, really don't think you would have even written this letter. <laughs> and so... Because why would you? Right. And he's married. Okay, he's married, but he's in an open relationship. He's allowed to fuck around. So so that's fine. But if you don't want him to be your man, then act like you don't want him to be your man. Confront somebody that you're not interested in about what they're wearing is ridiculous. Like, it's a hard sell even if you are interested. So under this circumstance, it really makes no sense at all. So I think maybe you need to be... um a little more honest with yourself about how you really feel about this man and then maybe approach it from there. You yeah. and Cher. Get fucked. <laughs> and enjoy it. Like you don't need to let that be that. Explain to nobody. Just have a good time getting that dick sis. And that is for those of us who aren't. Perfectly fine. Have a good time on that dick and leave it at that. Um let's see. Our next two letters are both from gays. A first one comes Ugh, from it's a pride already. <laughs> the first one comes from Sarabi, who says, Sarabi. <clears throat> <laughs> I'm a non-binary DC queen who's black, gay, and a bottom in my 30s. I have no That's idea what my dating pool is now because I spent my early career in the military and I never had the chance to explore my gender identity slash expression during my 20s. Back then, I primarily dated as a gay man, but after I left the military, I started socially transitioning with things like changing the way I dress and testing out pronouns. My friends are loving the me who's more in touch with myself, but I'm having a hard time finding people to date seriously. I'm usually attracted to and date... Oh, wait, no. I'm usually attracted to and attract bisexual Black men who like people in the in-between, but Mm. there doesn't seem to be many guys who want to give monogamy a chance. They're either living their best trade life, just fucking around, or they can't seem to find a balance between societal expectations, their worldview, and me. Sometimes I think it would be simpler for me to date if I was a trans woman or a gay man because the niggas I date would have to be confident in walking the streets with a thick, tall, bearded lady, and I don't think many are able to do that. I love the way I express Mm -hmm. my gender, and I think I'm fine as hell, but since I can't control many of the dynamics of dating, I'm looking for ways I can broaden my horizons to find new opportunities. Have you two ever had similar thoughts? If so, what have you done to expand your dating pool? Thanks for your thoughts, Sarabi. Um, well, yes, Sarabi, dating sucks for most people. Yeah. I think it's really rough, especially now. And then adding... You know, being queer, having um, a gender identity that is not cis. Um, it, yeah, 
does come with complications and mm-hmm. like besides the fact that um yeah there's just the regular <laughs> the regular old-fashioned way of having bad dates having people that don't want to do more than have sex on dates which mm-hmm. no judgment right whatsoever i'm just <laughs> saying if you're looking for more than that sometimes it's like okay it's like um almost like playing guess who where it's like okay that's not this yep. person it's not any of these people like okay cool it's not that person either. so it's like you kind of do have to like go through um the regular um you know, pro- not problems, but complications. Yeah, the shit of, of dating. <laughs> yeah, the shit of dating. Um, but I totally hear where you're coming from, Sarabi. I wish I had like more um, experience in that. I do. I you know what? I feel like a lot of the times that I feel like a lot of the times that I have been like, fuck it, and and just been like, I'm going to get really cut tonight, or I'm like going off, and I'm just going to feel my mm-hmm. imaginary push. Trilloween. And I like really set prime example. <laughs> like, I find that like... I was able to shake off a lot of like my own personal insecurity of that, um, I was gonna say a while ago, but maybe in the past couple of years, because, um, you know, could get hit by a bus. Okay. You know, it, might as well. Anytime that could happen. Try things out that aren't hurting people. <laughs> you know, see how you like life mm-hmm. in different glasses. Um, but also. The reaction that I would sometimes get from the train. Mm, how did that go? Not to say that, you know, whatever. Like, it, it's just like, I, it just let me, like, I've I've been able to like let my guard down and and just enjoy being me. Um, and I think that the empowerment in the things I was talking about and just like, A, wanting to live for me in the time that I have and just have fun and enjoy myself and Mm -hmm. my identity in all its many forms, but also like, it's not going to stop whoever is for me or whoever want me or whoever is really supposed to be in my space and whatever regard, whether it's for a night or for a year and some change or whatever Mm -hmm. the case may be, like... My self-expression is not going to get in the way of the right people making their way. It's just yes. not going to fall out of the sky. Like, dating, mm-hmm. just, it doesn't work that way. But the way that you present, if, like, people's insecurities or whatever they may have in terms of dating someone that expresses themselves the way that you, is their problem. Like, it should, like... There's no reason for you to even consider shifting anything but, I guess, the direction you swipe. 
or like Ooh. bar you go to or whatever. Like you don't need to do Amen. a motherfucking thing different because there are plenty of people out there. I guarantee you they ain't got no problem dating a bearded stallion that knows that they are a badass <laughs> motherfucking bitch. Like I promise you, I promise you it's just like, Sure. For some of us, it takes a while longer to find people. And some people have motherfuckers falling out of the goddamn sky and still have to be like, nope, 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 nope. Because the quality, especially there we go. a nigga. There we go. There we go. Oh, you cooking with grease. <laughs> it's in the ground, dolls. <laughs> so like. Don't think that out here. (laughs) Right. It might be better to just go ahead and get the every now and then quality date with a couple of mixy things than be having raggedy niggas falling out of the sky left and right. You know, whatever is your flavor. But do you don't change shit about yourself. Right. Your prize is out there, I promise. Yes. I I fully agree. I think being in the in-between, you know, that's just where you exist and that's fine. But even if you existed in the binary, that does not mean dating would magically be better for you. Cause like, <laughs> it's just true. Here to tell you that it's, <laughs> it is rough, child. So I will just say if you're looking for something more than a hookup, then my first piece of advice would be to get off the hookup apps. Like, I wouldn't be looking for my, hookup, I mean, right? that's the prop. Any, any app where, you see the person's photo and then you swipe one direction or the other to indicate whether you're interested and you don't get to know nothing else about them other than like face, body. <laughs> I would say, you know, get away from those. And that's probably most dating apps at this point. But like people on these apps are looking for dick like tonight. They're looking for ass tonight. And most of us are not trying to, you know, build a relationship off of Tinder. Not saying it can't happen, but... It totally can. It can. Happens all the time. It does, but I think it is much more likely that people are just looking to bust a nut. Um, So that would be my first piece of advice. But otherwise, I agree with Kid Fury. Like, go out more in general if you're trying to find more people to date. Like leave the house. This is something my therapist said to me. And I was like, bitch, what? <laughs> leave my home. No, if God want me to be in a relationship, then God will drop a nigga off at my front door. FedEx, UPS, USPS. It really don't matter. But like, that's not how it works. You do actually have to leave your home in order to meet other people um, and see if you vibe with them. Like you have that in-person type of vibe with somebody. And uh, use your use your queer community, you know, find hangouts, parties, whatever the local gays are doing, like just go hang out. It doesn't even have to be like in the pursuit of a man or a relationship, but, you know, just go out and have yeah. fun. You really never know who you will meet under these circumstances. Yeah, make friends. Yes. Expand your First. circle. Like. And 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 you got a better chance of meeting someone through new friends. Yeah. Yes. Well, there's that, but you know, it might also uh, fill some of the gap that you think a nigga would be taking up. That you know may or may not be the case. So. But you'll definitely have your person that will be like, "Bitch, I wish you would." Yes. Yes, I'm with them. I wish you would say something. Please do. Please do. I would love to fight. Yes. But until then, you know, if mm-hmm. 
if Trade wants to bust it down in the shadows, you know, find <laughs> his space for you. That's yeah. right. Have you Nothing a good time. Either. And and keep your options open, you know. Just <laughs> but I would I would say you do have to actually go out here though. You do have to go outside. You have to present yourself and be available to the public in order to have new opportunities come your way. So uh, good luck, Sarabi. It is hard out here, like we said. Um, our last letter comes from Nicole, who said, I'm a 34-year-old mask-presenting photographer from Atlanta, and I have been a long-distance relationship with my 32-year-old girlfriend for almost a year. Although we have a very loving relationship, our main issues revolve around the fact that we view intimacy differently. She views it as mainly a sexual act, while I have a wider view on it, including the many ways you can connect with other people. We've had disagreements on her being more flirtatious with her friends than I'm comfortable with. And more recently, her going to carnival with her girls and whining on random niggas. Wow. She is half Guyanese and carnival is very much so a part of her culture. She, Damn right. She has mainly dated men before me, so I know this is an insecurity of mine that I'm working through. She tried explaining to me that whining is not a sexual thing, but as a black American... <laughs> Go ahead. But as a black American, I can only think of being that close with another person during a sexual act. She's even been very, very involved in the kink scene before me and didn't consider her impact play scenes to be intimate while I would, even though there wasn't sex involved. All of my previous partners and I have had similar attachment styles, so I'm struggling with this. She says she wouldn't care if I did the same things as her and that all she cares about is that I don't sleep with anybody mm -hmm. else. But my issue is that I would only want to do anything I consider intimate with her. She doesn't understand how much this hurts me, even though I've tried to explain it at length. And it always boils down to her saying that she wouldn't care if it was me. Have you ever been in a relationship where your views on intimacy were different? Do you think we could find common ground? And if so, do you have any advice on doing so? Outside of this, I could see myself marrying her if we could come up with some kind of compromise. <clears throat> We both have therapists, but I think since... Of course you do. <laughs> Lesbians always do. <laughs> but I think since we have very different views, our therapists haven't been able to help either of us with the solution. Thank you so much for reading this letter. I appreciate any feedback. Love, Nicole. Yeah, Nicole. Um, so, a couple things. I I get the whole like oh dating this maybe bisexual pansexual used to be gay but uh, however yeah um she identifies um and you know the sort of um, insecurities that can come with that um I will say this about the carnival shit right. Um, the whole, oh, it's not a sexual act thing. I would say that as the kids, the kids call that cap. Mm. <gasps> but. Interesting. It's absolutely sexual. It's very sexual. It's like, it is. But it it's not something, like, it, it isn't, like, indicative of I want to have sex with this person, if that mm, makes sense. Yes, it, it does. Like, it's sexual and it's sexy, like, to whine on people, but it doesn't mean I want to fuck this person, I'm going to fuck this person, I'm even interested. It's dancing. It yeah. really is. It's just very sexy, sexual yes. dancing. Yes, okay. Um, so, 
to that effect, like I still could understand you being uncomfortable with it because of what intimacy means to you. And I just feel like that's something that should be respected still in a, in a relationship. Mm. Um, especially if you're already talking about you want to get married, which, child, I'm sure you need to slow down. <laughs> but, <laughs> for example, me, we remember where I was at with the candle debate, for instance. We don't have to, we're not going to back. I'm using it as a springboard. Don't say nothing. Uh, what? I'm using it as a springboard. We're not going back there. Not me being I say silent. that to say. Wow. Gaslighting. I say that to say. I wouldn't even be uncomfortable if my nigga was dancing on motherfuckers at carnivals. <laughs> but I'm also Jamaican. Like, I, it's like. I wouldn't care. Like, it's so... like. I don't know. That wouldn't bother me because it's just like mm. <laughs> at carnival is just a thing that mm. people do. <laughs> you clearly don't get it either. I I actually completely agreed. Like I I thought, you know, that is cultural and it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm trying to like turn around and fuck this nigga right here in the middle of the fucking fet. Like I didn't think that at all. At all. I just find it very interesting that you would say you wouldn't mind your nigga doing this on either end of it, whether you whining or getting whined on, and yet with strangers at carnival, you had a you, and yeah. yet you had a two episode fit over a ten dollar candle. That is what blew my mind. I don't know if fit that feels like a strong word, but uh, uh, yeah, two episodes of discussion. <laughs> no, yeah, very calm, rational discussion where nobody. Got upset or impassioned at any point. <laughs> Definitely should have just the point that I was trying to make was um I don't think that the carnival shit is as big of a violation in terms of intention or desire that you might think it is. However, um it doesn't mean that it's not work. Uh like you don't have the right to be uncomfortable with it or mm-hmm. something. Some people still don't want to see that shit. Like, yeah. especially if you don't have like like the cultural translation. Yeah. What? <laughs> but you know what I mean. I like, do know what you mean, yeah. Like if that it's not even something that you're really accustomed to seeing, you don't really have a full understanding of as well. It's just like I don't know. Maybe it's just like, okay, well, you're not going to fuck these people, but I don't want to see it. Like, I don't, it, there's more elaborating on it that probably needs to be done besides, well, I wouldn't care if it were you. That's not an excuse. Like, I don't understand why motherfuckers be saying that. Like, we're not talking about your feelings. We're talking about mine. They're well, not always going to be different things. That's one of the challenges of being in a relationship. Um, So that's something I think that needs to be um, dipped into a bit, but at the same time, I feel like if everything else is solid, it doesn't really sound like she's violating. Mm-hmm. Some people, again, may disagree in terms of the carnival stuff. I feel like a lot of those people are probably good people who either never been to carnival mm-hmm. or don't really know much about it and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, which I totally get and, and respect. But, um, 
I, it feels like that again, there's a lot of insecurities that are separate of her actions and a lot of worry um, that you, you seem to have that's more ingrained in to um, your sexuality as a couple and your identities uh, and that yes. sort of stuff. And sounds like you said, therapy. So mm-hmm. that's happening. Um, yeah, they have individual therapists. And I'm thinking if you think, if if you're thinking about marriage, <laughs> which, uh, yeah, right. which, you know, common dyke trait, I would just say is I would ask, is she also thinking about marriage? Um, she ever. And if both of you are thinking like this could be a serious relationship, this issue is not just going to go away like you feel a way about it i'm not here to to tell you whether you're right or wrong for it i don't think that for me i'm not upset unless i feel like you have violated like a boundary of our relationship and for me that is getting emotionally attached to somebody else or having sex with somebody else dancing i don't really care about so for me this would not be an issue but that doesn't necessarily mean you're wrong. Like you have your feelings and that's fine. So if y'all think that this could go further, this relationship, then I would recommend y'all seeing somebody together. Somebody who is specifically trained in couples therapy, somebody with like a Liga Bigga Tigga tag on their psychology today profile or whatever, um, who can, like help y'all work through this together. If both of you feel like, you know, we need to get through this in order to deepen our relationship and all that. So maybe it's like a two part, like maybe you need to have a conversation with her. Like I, I'm really feeling you. Like, I feel like this could be a for everything. Like you could be my wife. And also like, I'm really bothered by how (laughs) we never even had a fight, except y'all do have fights. Um, yeah, it sounds like that. So, yeah, I would say I have been in relationships where our views on intimacy differed, but those were a lot more irrational than what you're being. Like, I've been in a relationship with dykes who, like, don't want me to be around other lesbians or, or men or, like, they get jealous. It's not your problem. Over the smallest thing where I'm like, literally, like, girl, leave me alone. So, um, I do, I, but I do think common ground is possible to find. And hopefully you two can come to a happy medium. You may need, like I said, the help of a couple's therapist to get there. But yeah, I think it's possible. And also, you know, consider that you are Black American. She is Guyanese. Y'all have cultural differences. And so this may... This may require you to work through some of, like, your hesitation around it. If she's not cheating, for me, it's hard to say, like, that there's a problem. But, you know, I think y'all got to work that out amongst yourselves and and with a qualified mental health professional if it takes that. But, yeah, this doesn't necessarily have to be a breakup situation. But last thing I'll say, if you cannot come to an understanding about this and she's like, listen... I'm going to continue to whine or whatever and be flirtatious with my friends. And if you don't like it, then you can kick rocks. Then y'all may actually have to do that. I don't necessarily think either one of you should have to change. You may just be incompatible in that way. And that's also fine. It just sucks to have to break up with somebody 
that you really like. But, you know, it's just going to take uh, a few more conversations in order for y'all to figure that out and get to that place. So best of luck to you, to N- Nicole. Let us know how it goes. That's going to wrap up the questions for this week. If you have a question that you would like to hear on the read, then send it on over to gmail.com. We're going to take another break and be right back. Hey guys, May is Mental Health Awareness Month and Talkspace leading virtual therapy provider is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. Opening up to a therapist might feel uncomfortable, cathartic, exhausting, or exhilarating. Personally, I find it to be all of these things depending on the time and time. But if you keep talking or texting with a licensed therapist, you'll gain insights and uncover truths that you can find only in therapy. Personally, I'm therapy constantly. It's one of the most important things in my life right now, to be honest with you. And it is just, it makes a difference knowing that you have someone somewhere uh, that is judgment-free, that is unbiased, that can hear you out. And it being Mental Health Awareness Month is the time, if it's been on your mind, to give it a try. Celebrate May, Mental Health Awareness Month, and the power of talking out in therapy. Talkspace is offering every listener of The Read $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80. When you go to Talkspace.com slash read to match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash read to get $80 off your first month with the code SPACE80. And to show your support for the show, that's Talkspace.com slash R-E-A-D code S-P-A-C-E-8. Zero. Go get some help. Talk some stuff out. Let's get back to the show. And now we have arrived at the reads. Oh, yes, we have. It's time for that. <laughs> it is time for the reads. What do you have, friend? Um, why don't you go for it? Well, I just I kind of feel like Mine are all over the place and I have a feeling we have a lot of the same things to talk about. So if I bring up something that was on your mind, feel free to jump in. I just want to say, first and foremost, um, Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. Yikes. Can can you believe? Yes. Ten seasons deep. Love and Hip Hop Atlanta is still happening. Um, And recently they were filming... Child, I don't know what this was. I thought maybe it was a reunion. Maybe it was just like a cast event. But the footage leaked of Scrappy going off on Mama D. Like going off. Because, you know, she has been kind of hating on his marriage to the BAM for a while. And (laughs) talking about how he was going to divorce her and all this. And so Scrappy was like, you know what? At some point, I just had to cuss her out because she always messing with us. Enough is enough. This is not normal. Regular mamas don't do this. And and now I'm having boundaries because I come from a broken home and I'm breaking generational curses. And I'm like, all right, Scrappy. So the issue here from the clip that I saw was that like Scrappy was talking about his very fucked up childhood, how his mama ran a whorehouse, ran a trap house. And so, you know, it was just fucking going all on all the time. Niggas doing drugs, shooting, all kind of shit. Um, And that, like, you don't know what it's like to have to always, like, spend the night with your mama in her bed, in her room, because you can't never go in your room because niggas is in there doing unspeakable things that a child shouldn't see and, and all this. And so, Scrappy, if you haven't seen this clip, 
I've never seen him be so emotional. Like this nigga is not only is he furious, he's also on the brink of tears and he's so frustrated. You know how sometimes you get so mad that you just have to destroy something. That's literally the space that Scrappy is in. Like he's picking up little side tables and chairs and shit and just tossing that shit all over the place and telling Dee that she's a weird mama and a weird person. And bam, God bless Bambi. She trying, she's stepping in talking about your son is hurting. Like go get your son a hug. He hurting and this. And, and so when she said that, when she was like, your son is hurting. Mama D said, I'm hurting too. And that was the fucking straw that broke the camel's back. Baby. Scrappy snapped on that ass and was like, you hurting. I'm the child. Like, I don't give a fuck about all that. Go blame that on your mama. Blame that on your daddy. Cause I ain't do shit to you. And, Mama D over here talking about how, you know, she not a perfect mama or a perfect woman, but she did the best she could. And Scrappy is like, okay, and all that is fine. Like, you can say all that. And at the same fucking time, I'm the child. And all this time, like, he's he's, he's sitting here trying to get these, like, incredibly complicated, difficult feelings out. And she keeps, like, chiming in. "Mm -hmm, Yeah, like, interjecting and all this shit. And I just wanted to, like, take her by the shoulders and fucking throttle her because like your son is in so much pain and he is begging you to fucking listen. Just listen, bitch. Shouldn't no child be able to go on TV or anywhere else and be like, yeah, I grew up in a fucking whorehouse. I grew up in a goddamn trap house. Niggas was shooting over my fucking head and I thought that shit was normal. I come home and niggas is shooting up in the fucking living room and hoses in my bedroom and my sister's room. Like the trauma, the shit that he had to go through and the whole time she's just like, well, I did my best. I'm in pain too. Blah, blah, blah. All that is true. And at the same fucking time, this is what I want you niggas to understand. When you are a parent, it is not about you. Yes, you still have your issues. And yes, your issues very clearly, very much obviously influence your children. And still, you are accountable for the situations you have your kids in. You are responsible for the shit they go through. Shut the fuck up and listen to your child. Be a fucking parent. Kids in this situation are always bending over backwards to try to make their parents feel better about it. And even Scrappy was doing this in the in one of these other clips. He's like, and still, you know, I love my mama. My mama held it down. She gave me the money to start my rap career. And I'm going to always love you. Like, we always have to do that. We always have to go behind every criticism of our parents with, like, how much we love them. And we appreciate the shit they did for us. You can do all that. And at the same time, you can say what I went through as a child was fucked up. And you need to be accountable for that. And at the bare goddamn minimum, you need to listen to me when I talk about my fucking feelings. This is the shit I was talking about when I said last week, one of the things I wanted to do was fund scholarships to send more black men to school to get therapy degrees so that they can reach out to niggas because Scrappy was like, I can't talk to my mama. I can't talk to my wife. Like I'm out here on the fucking concrete. Shouldn't nobody feel like that. And it's sad that we had to watch it play out on fucking VH1. And I know they released all these clips because they want you niggas to tune the fuck in and that's fine. But I saw that and immediately I was just like, I want parents to understand that your children are allowed to be upset and hurt about the shit they went through when they were kids. As a parent, fucking listen. If you can't do nothing else, 
Shut the fuck up and say, you know what? You right. That was so hard. You were a baby. You should not have had to go through that. I'm sorry. The bare fucking minimum, please. And speaking of the bare minimum, as a parent, Siobhan Wade, So I actually saw this story last week when it came out and I chose to ignore it because I said, you know, surely this lady is just on some shit. Like, surely she just wants attention. You know, she wants her name trending for whatever reason. If you don't know, Siobhan is the ex-wife of Dwayne Wade and she is asking the court system in California to stop Dwayne Wade from letting Zaya legally change her name and gender. She's been talking about how she wants Zaya to wait until she's 18 and all this other stuff that I was like, mm, you know, I don't really fuck with that. But, you know, you're the parent. I'm gonna leave that alone until she said that the only reason Zaya is trans and the only reason Zaya even wants to have these things done is Dwayne's fault. Like, Dwayne is pressuring her to move forward with all this. And Dwayne told her that he has all these different financial opportunities lined up in all these different places trying to pay them money. And so Zaya needs to be trans and blah, blah, blah. So when I read that, I thought it was bullshit. I left it alone. The very next fucking day, Dwayne Ray released... <laughs> I mean, it's a beautiful read. It is a, it is an absolutely gorgeous takedown of this woman and the shit she said about their kids. So <clears throat> allow me to read directly from Dwayne Wade's Instagram. Since this must be the new way of parenting, I guess I have to address these allegations here, which is a damn shame. While I'm on a life-changing trip in our motherland, Africa, I've received a social media post about me forcing our 15-year-old child to be someone she's not and to do something against her will. These are serious and harmful allegations that have hurt our children. While none of us are surprised by Siobhan's attempt to fight Zaya's identity and her unwavering attempt to drag my name through the mud, I'm very disappointed that she continuously finds ways of centering herself and her needs without regard to her children. This report came out while Zaya was in class. This is a kid who has maintained a 4.0 GPA in honors classes while navigating all this unsolicited and harmful attention and debates about her gender and sexuality from those who are committed to not listening to her, much less even knowing her. Siobhan tried a similar attempt over a decade ago with equally damaging lies and causing irreparable harm to her children. And 13 lawyers later, I was awarded sole custody of our two kids as an active NBA player. All I wanted was to have my parenting time uninterrupted as I knew that it would be a very difficult time for our kids to navigate their new normal. So instead of actually trying to co-parent over the years, she's left her home to see more lawyers and has taken the time to talk to more lawyers since I filed for divorce. Then she's left her home to actually see or have truly spoken or listened to Zaya over all these years. I've given her the opportunity to reach out to Zaya's teachers, doctors and therapists over the years and even meet her friends so that she could get her own understanding of our child's needs for her life. She won't do it. She has not been to a school recital graduation, school dance, play date, practice, parent-teacher conference, et cetera. And Zaya has given her every opportunity to try to get to know her. She won't do it. I'm not going to go through the rest of this because it continues in this same vein. But I will just say it is nothing worse than a deadbeat-ass, absentee-ass fucking parent, regardless of the gender. <coughs> 
for you to decide to abandon your child, to not be there for your kid, to rest in your own ignorance around gender identity and to let your baby suffer the consequences and then to turn around and blame the actual active parent for giving a fuck about your child and not forcing them into a life of misery, allowing her to be who she really fucking is. Bitch choke. There's not a single thing you can say to me that would justify treating a child that way. As he said, as Dwayne said in his own post, like you decided to be an absentee parent, absentee parent to this little girl all on your own. Zaya is a child who wants her fucking mother and you have chosen to not be there. She's got a great Gabrielle union. You know, um, what did she say? She responded to some weak ass shit that was very much like girl womp surrounded in like, oh, we're gonna let the court of the law de- uh, decide and not the court of public opinion. And I may not have been a perfect mother, but I love my kids. Oh my god, horrible parents love that like, one. And then God this and God that. I'm like, this is so, like, homophobic, transphobic parrot. Deadbeat, distant, absentee parent. Like, this, like everything that you're saying, you just further. It's so raggedy. Emboldens what he was saying, as far as I'm concerned. Even if, like, you're going to fight him on this in court, and the court says, okay, Zaya has to wait till she's 18. What do you really think that's going to change? She's 15 now. That means it's three years and counting until this child is old enough to make her own decisions. And then it happens. And then what? Like, you're not stopping anything. You're not going to be able to stop Zaya from being trans. It sounds like you need to pull your fucking head out of your ass and accept that your baby is who she is. And that whole part about, like, I was awarded sole custody as a full-time active NBA player, that was a goddamn read. Because, girl, who? You know how fucking negligent you have to be? to lose sole custody to a nigga whose job it is to be gone from home seven months out of the year. Child, sometimes the court system get it right. I'm so glad Zaya has the family she has around her, the father she has, the siblings she has, the stepmother she has, the friends, doctors, therapists, support system that she has. I only wish every trans child was as fortunate. But Siobhan... Exactly. That was just so, I, I mean, I saw it last week and I was like, oh, I should say something about this. And I was like, no, I'm not even going to bring attention to it. And then, of course, it turned into all this. And we going to let the court settle this, not the court of public opinion. You brought it to the public. You did this. We would have never known had you not done this. The first thing Dwayne said in that fucking Instagram post was, I guess since you want to bring it to the fucking internet, then we got to address it on the internet. The high road is out of real estate. It ain't no more of that. It ain't no more when they go low, we got go high. It ain't no more space up there. Because you are hurting my child, our child, with your ignorant bullshit. And you don't give a fuck about it. <sighs> Finally, I just have quick questions. For a couple of niggas. Um, I'm going to start with Rihanna. Sister, 
With all my heart and soul, I don't understand why you invited this white man to be in your program. I don't get it. Who? So if you didn't know, Rihanna invited Johnny Depp to be in the Savage Fenty show. Um, The same Johnny Depp who has been accused of domestic violence and just got out of a very lengthy back and forth court case with his ex around that very topic. And I just don't understand why... Why would you ask him to like I I don't get it. Johnny Depp is not fine. Johnny Depp is not built like Winston Duke or Shirley Ralph. Johnny Depp is mired in controversy, mess, bullshit, and drama. So, like, what was the reason? Literally, I don't, I do not understand why Rihanna chose to bring this man into her show. I don't get it. And that is not even taking into consideration the fact that she is also someone who has experienced domestic violence. I just don't understand. It's almost like you went out of your way to offer this opportunity to this man who didn't need it. And like, for what? Do you really think this adds value to your brand, Johnny Depp? How? For what reason? I'm legitimately confused about it. I really don't get it. And like, I like Rihanna. I want to support Rihanna, but I don't understand this decision. Yeah. Literally for what, girl? And finally, for that light-skinned, thumb-looking nigga who decided to bring Megan the Stallion into this shit on his new, this new project he has out with 21 Savage. It's called Her Loss. There's a song called Circo Loco. And in the very beginning of the song, he talks about, you know, he been fucking on a French bitch and uh, the way I'm dressing, I've been to a thousand islands, blah, blah, blah. And then this bitch lie about getting shots, but she's still a stallion. She don't even get the joke, but she's still smiling. <laughs> First of all, I'm mad because you niggas thought that some of us were just as stupid as you as you are. And so you tried to be like, oh, well, it's not about Meg, actually. That's actually about any girl who who goes to Dr. Miami and other niggas and, and gets her ass done and blah, blah, blah. Like, you, as I said last week when we were talking about Drake and that fake interview, that fake Howard Stern shit um, and, and saying that he prefers top or whatever, he chooses his words deliberately. This bitch lie about getting shots, but she's still a stallion. And you really, you really, when you sit down with the best of your thinking ability, when you just scrounge up every last drop of common sense you have, you really expect us to believe that that's not about Megan? I... I, I have not listened to a Drake project all the way through since Scorpion, which I found extremely boring. And it's like every time he puts something out and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to listen to this. Oh, okay, I'm going to press play on this. Every single time something about the lyrics comes out that makes me say, never fucking mind. Come for Megan for what? What the fuck did Megan do to you? Um... 
Yeah, nothing. It's similar to what we were saying about the baby before. It's like shock and, you know, using the social media nonsense um, and the way people consume it to, you know, capitalize, basically. I just, you know, for me, I'm not shocked by any of it. Um, I think that you niggas are gay. Like, real gay. Mm. Um, uh, because you, like, actively hate women. Like, you go out of your way to hate yep. and be harmful towards women. And at the same time, y'all eat dick on a regular basis as well. Like, it's giving homosexual. I don't understand. Like, why did Lil Yachty feel the need to get on Instagram out of who the fuck knows where and try and do a genius bar, like genius.com bar for bar breakdown and like research study. Oh, it means like shots, like girls who be getting shots, like ass like he's talking about BBLs, like shots. Like, sh- like, I swear this nigga said shots like 17 times. None of us, we know how rap works. We know how hip hop works. We know what like double entendre, metaphors, punchline. We know that that rap has in many of its lines double meanings. We, we know it. None of us are new. And it wasn't even that clever of a fucking delivery that any of this is up for discussion. So who are you attempting to gaslight? Furthermore, get off that man's dick, bro. Like, why the fuck are you on Instagram Live eating full cock for this man's fucking... Like, we know what the fuck is going on. You niggas are gay. Like, this shit is weird. The whole rollout... Drake's entire musical journey of this year has given me DL. DL, like the journey of a DL man. And I'm not saying that he is DL. Follow me. Like, I'm not saying that he's on the DL. Mm -hmm. It's giving me, like, sonically and creatively, it's like, you dropped this fucking warehouse gay, gay rave Mm -hmm. fucking circuit party album. Right. Did. Right. So, like, you gave, I've been down listening to the beats in my harness. I, you know, I'm on I completely K- forgot about G- that album. <laughs> X, L, M, N, O, P. I'm wilding. I'm getting my entire life. I'm dipping. I'm butt naked. I'm taking shots out of the bottle from some incredibly hairy white man. I'm getting absolutely loose in the dark rooms. I'm getting my motherfucking fag life down at the Jim Breed. Do you understand me? And then... The end of that album into this new album gives me the party is over. I've left. The sunlight has hit my eyes and mm. so has reality. Yeah. And I have now come back to the uh, to the realization I have to go back into my actual life, mm-hmm. double life I've been living. Yep. And now I feel icky. I need to shower. I don't know how I feel about myself. So I'm going to overcompensate by being just incredibly toxic to everybody, especially women and whoever the fuck. I'm just going to pull my dick out similar to the way that I had done for the past eight to nine hours in this circuit party. I'm going to pull my dick out. I'm going to be the most aggressive, toxic, like provoking, 
fucking antagonistic nigga ever. That way nobody possibly think that I was getting my gay on down at the clubhouse because I'm a nit like I'm a real nigga like I talk about bitches I talk about money I talk about niggas that can't fuck with me like it really is like like if he were to come out like the top of next year or wherever this whole shit is over and was like I really wanted to tap into like the story of like the DL man and like that journey, but through music, I might be like, girl, <laughs> art house. Yep. <laughs> like, because that's what this is giving me. Like, everything about this is giving me, like, the tale of a DL. I'm over it. I don't know why y'all need to have that lady name in your mouth or be playing games with her. It's especially disgusting that you would do it, have numerous ears hear it, release it anyway. And then you other niggas will argue over whether or not it is okay, excusable, or whatever, Takeoff's funeral ain't even start yet. Like, I think they just made the arrangements for that man's mm. funeral. Like, the amount of niggas, like, Mark Lamont Hill and one of these niggas said something about, like, oh, Drake would have never said this if it was a guy. The reaction would have never been the same if it was, like, a man who was shot of or course. whatever. We know that. We know that. But the fact that Takeoff was literally just murdered by gun violence. Takeoff is also someone that, as him and his other group members, were, as far as I know, very, very close to Drake. Right. And yet there's still no, like, thought or consideration or care. It's just not mathing to me, and I don't care no more. At this point, you niggas are all you got. I don't really have no faith in you or, you know, desire to see... uh, any sort of progress in your lives. Y'all really don't even give a fuck. And the fact that a lot of you regular, degular ass, fucking knee scraping ass bitches that these motherfuckers would never even spit on if you were in flames are out here eating up balls over these motherfuckers just just having fun and poking fun at someone who was traumatized by violence that was brought against her by this nigga's homeboy or or co-Torontonian or whoever the fuck... Like, all y'all bitches are weird. All you motherfuckers are weird. Why are you coming for Serena Williams' husband? Like, what the fuck? What are you? Someone made an excellent and and incredibly spot on uh, point to that, which I don't think that there's any anything more that can be said anything better um, to be said, which is Drake's baby mama is an actual groupie. Oh, well. Well, God damn it, God Alexis's damn it. baby mama is Serena fucking Williams. God Leave damn that man it. alone. Like, don't say nothing else, else to him. Like, why are we? You wish. A, leave him alone. Leave him alone. You like, don't talk to wish. Him. You literally, you had a baby with an actual white groupie, just some hoe. And then he had that child. And I don't remember nothing this angry, violent, graphic. For the nigga who exposed you, I remember Diddy smacked the shit out you. I didn't hear nothing about that shit either. Perhaps I missed it. Maybe I missed it. But it seems to me you have a whole lot of smoke for Megan. And again, it brings me back to what the fuck did she do to you? What the fuck did Serena do to you other than move on and marry somebody who actually values her? That lady has been a married mom. For like years now. Did you see what Alexis? The fuck are you? Did you see Alexis' response? Yes. 
where he was like, I damn sure am. I damn sure am a groupie for my wife, Serena Goddamn Williams, the greatest athlete to ever exist. I sure the fuck am a groupie like the rest of the planet, you stupid bitch. I am a wealthy legend. (laughs) All on my own. You heard of Reddit, bitch? Have you heard of Reddit, bitch? My wife (laughs) is the the baddest and the best athlete to ever athlete. Doesn't get better than her. Stop talking to her. Like, you don't, like... I surely am but, a groupie. I surely am. For Serena fucking Williams. Meanwhile, you're not anybody that shows up. Girl. I was like, well, girl... I, I could like not believe it. I could this. not believe it. And as far as all that fake shit, all that fake promo you did, like, like that Howard Stern interview was fake, that... Yeah. Vogue magazine promotion that you did was fake and then it came out today that Condé Nast is suing them behind it and it's exactly what the fuck you deserve and the the thing about it is like so many people fake Vogue shoots so many people use that Vogue typeface and like do this sort of thing and normally normally they leave it alone because duh whatever like Obviously, some regular ass bitch from the middle of Oklahoma is not on the cover of Vogue. But you and 21 Savage posting this that looks real. And then you in your caption adding the fucking magazine and talking about we're on newsstands tomorrow. Thanks, Anna, for the love and support in this historic moment. They were like, now wait a goddamn minute. They got actual ones printed. Like. They got actual magazines. What made you like fake ones? What made you think? That Condé Nast was not going to protect their extremely valuable, legendary brand against you niggas. Especially when you own that bitch talking shit about legendary black women whose pussies you would be incredibly privileged to even sniff. You would be lucky to be in the same room as Serena Williams. It's a miracle that she ever even spoke to you. For you to be disrespecting that woman like that, like she has not outperformed you in every goddamn way. Oof. For you to be coming at Megan out of nowhere, you got Dr. Miami making TikToks, talking about your fucking liposuction and shit. Like you really <laughs> fucked up now. You really fucked up now. It has. But like, also, Megan don't be doing nothing to you niggas. She be rapping and it. being fine. Eating hot Cheetos, being ghetto on Instagram, taking sexy ass pictures with her nigga. She don't do nothing to y'all. Y'all be coming at her because she had the audacity to talk about what happened to her and to be real about it. And when black women are the reason you even have a career in the first place, these are some extremely questionable choices to make. Nah, Drake got me fucked up. Yes, there are a lot of Drake songs I like. Yes, I've been a Drake fan in the past, but this is bullshit. Period. It ain't no other way around it. You can call out your fucking face when they are dead ass the fuck wrong. And this is wrong. Megan didn't deserve it. Serena didn't deserve it. Apologize to Olympia. (laughs) That's it for me. That's it for me. I'm done. I'm done too. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up the show. Find us on social media at This Is The Read. Our website is thisistheread.com. You can find our merch over at shoptheread.com. And 
Uh, yeah, I think that's it for me. Any other announcements from you this week before we Not head out? a single thing. God bless y'all. Uh, stay safe. God, I hope you voted. And that's it. All right, y'all. Take care of yourselves. We'll see y'all next week. 